0: Welcome to the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit, where badass women break through barriers and unlock their next level of success. Your host, Candace McKim, is a renowned intuitive business coach, number one international best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and the inspiring host of a podcast/slash TV show. With her vibrant approach, Candace empowers women to align with their true purpose, elevate their spiritually led businesses, and attract wealth through proven methods her teachings foster profound transformation and impactful growth co-creator of this summit candace is eager to introduce another inspirational guest take it away candace welcome welcome everybody to
1: this this interview it's going to be amazing i have maureen poirier here and we are going to be talking about how to win the money game welcome maureen
2: well thank you candace i'm so delighted to be here All right,
1: let me introduce you properly. Maureen Poirier is a single mother of three children. She was in the educational environment for 25 years as a principal, educator, and opened two schools, serving over 4,000 children in her career. She has been on a personal financial journey for 14 years and seven years as her profession. Today, her devotion is making a difference in her client's future through financial literacy and peace of mind. Okay, I am excited to dive into this topic. So Maureen, I know I just read your bio, but tell us a little bit about your journey and how you you became the expert in this area.
2: Well, I'm always a work in progress, so I don't know that I call myself an expert. However, I have been on this journey for 14 years, and it started with my personal journey when I became a single mother of three. I found myself in a financial position that was a little startling because I was kind of like this in my marriage, like it's all going to work out in the financial mm-hmm. arena. Yet I found myself walking out the door with up 150 grand in debt. I had no retirement. I had no savings on an income of less than 30,000 and I was a teacher at the time. I had 3 years to figure out my income even before my alimony was over and it was pretty dire. I almost lost my car due to repossession. Wow. I was raiding my friends' pantries to put food on my children's table. I was scrounging between paychecks because 30,000 doesn't go far when you're you know a family of 4. No. Um I ended up going through bankruptcy because I couldn't get, I couldn't pay my bills. There's no way I could address my debt. And um, I, it was a pretty dark time for me. And I made a vow to myself that not only would I dig myself out of the hole that I was in, that I was going to help a whole bunch of people along the way. Mm Because what I was clear about as an educator is there's no financial literacy in our school systems, it actually doesn't exist. I learned how to write a check in high school. That was about the extent of it. And um, I left it really all over in my husband's lap. And um, there's no blame here because I didn't participate. I took the responsibility away from myself. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: I was like, okay, I am 42. I'm a single mom. I have three children. They were 10, 14, and 15 at the time. And I just got really real with them. I said, you know, we lived a life that we couldn't afford. And this is the result of it. And I showed him my bills. I showed him my checking account. And I said, I will provide for your needs and you need to sort out everything else. Like whatever you want, that's not a need that's on you. And I'm not taking on your school debt. So I will not be paying for your college. I have had school debt of my own. So uh, that was where I came from. And I think as a result of that, I have an enormous amount of compassion for wherever anybody's at in their financial journey. Cause I know where I came from and I yeah. don't have judgment because again, where are we getting this information? If we're not actively seeking it out, it's not readily available and it, we just have to actually go get it. And there's yeah. a lot of misinformation out there as well. Yeah.
1: I so, can really relate to your story. I became a single mom of two babies, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been married to this husband now for 27 years, so 30 years ago. Um, yeah, and I remember going to visit my parents one one afternoon or one evening and I put the kids in the I'm I'm already going to start choking up telling you the story, but I put my kids into the car seat and I went back in. Oh my gosh. And my mom had a bag of groceries at the Mm -hmm. top of the stairs, and my dad had put in a bottle of wine, a bottle of homemade wine at the top, and there was a (laughs) box of Kleenex. And, like, Kleenex was a luxury, right? Like, if you have to blow your nose, there's a roll of toilet paper. Thank you very much. But there was a box of Kleenex and this bottle of wine, and I remember carrying this bag of groceries out to my car and just sitting in my car bawling because, you know, they knew I was a single mom, but they didn't realize. I mean, I never talked to them about it, like the financial stress that I was in and right. and you know and ever since then like I always when I when you don't donate to a food drive I'm always putting in cases of Kleenex because oh. I feel like that's like that luxury <laughs> to get a box yes. of Kleenex yeah <laughs> and my husband totally now sure. he's like no that's a necessity we need Kleenex and I'm like <laughs> okay.
0: okay well splurge.
1: splurge <laughs> <But laughs> paradigm it's all relative isn't it yeah so I totally relate yeah oh man I didn't know that was going to hit me so hard All right. So let's talk to everybody about how to win the money game. Like, hell yes, let's win this game.
2: Yeah, let's win this game. And most of the time when people are thinking about winning the money game, they're like, I'm just going to fill the biggest bucket so I can have the best retirement. And so they're busy filling this bucket, yet this same bucket that they're filling has an enormous amount of leakage in it, which a lot of people are not aware of. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I help people find the leaks and then plug them so that they can actually have the kind of retirement that they're looking for. So there are so many leaks. However, I'm just going to talk about three main points today. OK, the first thing, the first secret to winning the money game is to protect our greatest asset and our greatest asset in my opinion is our earning power because if that is stripped away then our health insurance is not covering the mortgage mm-hmm. and everybody knows somebody that's seen a gofundme account on social media because somebody had either a cancer or a heart attack stroke critical injury and they were unable to work and so therefore they lost their earning power It's actually a result of forty percent of people losing their homes is due to medical. And sixty percent of bankruptcy is the same. Is due to what? Sorry, I missed it. Sixty percent of bankruptcy is due to
1: medical. It's medical expenses.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And forty percent of foreclosures, people losing their home. So if we don't have something in place to protect our earning power and something happens to us, then what's gonna pay the bills? Mm. So the first secret is protect your greatest asset, which is your earning power. And so you do that by having insurance? Sorry. That's okay. No, go ahead. You can interrupt as much as you'd like. (laughs) You're probably just going to say that. (laughs) Say what it
0: is.
2: (laughs) Well, there's different ways to do it. We have um, what I personally provide for my clients are plans that protect their earning power in the event that they were diagnosed with any terminal illness, any chronic illness, any critical illness or critical injury. So that they have access to money while they're alive as a tax redistribution to cover. For example, I have a friend, Michael, who had a heart attack and stroke, and he had um, a small policy, turned in his medical papers, and within 10 days had a check in his mailbox for $114,000. Now, if he'd had a larger policy, that check could have been up to $760,000. So um, that actually, oddly enough, was a year's replacement of his income that he did not now have to stress over because he had this policy. Mm. Another friend, Sam, same situation, heart attack, open heart surgery did not have a policy a week after he was air vac to Oahu for his open heart surgery. He's back on the job, not because he should have been, but because he couldn't afford to take the time off. He was the breadwinner. Mm. So number one secret, protect your greatest asset is, which is your earning power. Okay. So if you think about your future, is your earning power protected? So that's the first point.
1: So the, what you're saying is to have insurance policies. Is what is that what you're
2: there's saying? There's different the ways that you can do it. There's different ways you can do it. But that is one. The foundational layer of wealth building is protection. And a lot of people miss that piece because they're so busy filling the bucket with the most amount of money that they can. However, that bucket can be stripped in a nanosecond due to any medical. I've seen it happen over and over again. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: And that our retirement bucket is not for medical. It's for retirement.
1: Right, right, right.
2: So that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Number two. Number two, the second secret of winning the money game is to create a a retirement that is free from risk, fees and taxes. I'm gonna address each one, so three things. Risk, most of my clients previously have been operating under the assumption that they have to lose money in order to make money. That's actually not correct. I have a um, client, Brian, who lost over 10% of his retirement in a week due to market volatility. Another client last year, Bill, lost $40,000 in his retirement. I know people whose 401k got chopped in half to a 201k. So market volatility is not necessarily where we need to store our money. And if we do, then we're suffering the option of loss. So in the past seven years, my hundreds of clients have not lost one penny due to market volatility. So is your retirement risk-free? And is that important to you? The next one is fees. Most of these accounts that are in the market have between four and six different fees attached to them. Most of my clients, actually 100% of my clients were not aware of the fees that they were all the fees that they were paying. I had one client was paying over $30,000 a year in fees alone, and he had no idea. He couldn't figure out why his money wasn't growing in the market. Well, it had to gr- it had to grow by 30000 just to cover the fees. And then if it lost money, then he was losing money on top of paying fees. So there are accounts that don't have fees. So it's important to know, do your accounts have fees? And if so, what are they? Because they are not listed on the account statements, many of them. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Don't exactly. they
1: have, wouldn't they have to list? They have no, to?
2: they do not. They do not have to. And they don't, which is why oh, I, I couldn't,
1: I, it, it wouldn't there be a discrepancy? Like this is, you know, this is what you have, and this is what you're, you've earned from your investments, and then this is the balance, and there's a discre- wouldn't there be a discrepancy there?
2: Well, it's, uh, there, is, there is a discrepancy. However, if you look closely at the statements, they do not list the fee structure. If, oh, the they, fee structure. Do, if they do, it's maybe one or two, but they are typically four to six that I've found per account.
1: Okay, so they just say okay. fees and then the amount.
2: Well, they don't disclose the amount of the fees is what I'm saying. At all? Sometimes they do, but not all of them. Not all of them. Okay. Not on the statements. They don't. Okay. Okay. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing is taxes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do not account for taxes. Most people are under the assumption that it's a great idea to set up pre-tax accounts so they're not paying taxes now. Mm -hmm. However, what that means is they're deferring the taxes to when they pay it at the time of retirement. Now, we have no control over what our tax rate is. Mm -hmm. And David McKnight, who previously worked for the government, wrote a book called Power of Zero. And he's now touring the country, has been for years, talking about his his um, he is saying that taxes will at minimum double. That's his projection. Okay. now, if we're paying 30 percent taxes and that doubles to 60 percent, that will impact our retirement. So if we are putting all of our money in the pre-tax bucket, we are at the discretion of the government to what our retirement will look like. Right. So the question here is how much of your retirement would you like to have tax-free? Because there is a way to set it up that way. So So how do you set it up that way? You set it up in an environment where your money grows tax-free. And we have accounts where our money grows tax-free. And it grows with compound interest, not simple. And it grows without risk. So we're never losing when the market does. Each one of those things makes an enormous difference of what it looks like at the end of the day.
1: So would it be even wiser not to even put your money into those types of investments, but maybe putting your money into buying property or investing it other places?
2: You could. There's lots of different ways to grow your money. The, if you grow your money, and I'm not a realtor, so I'm not giving advice here on real estate. However, um, my personal experience was when I sold my house, uh, I did it within five years. So I wasn't paying capital gains tax. Mm-hmm. And so there's ways to do it so that um, there are ways to do it where you you can grow your money that way in the, in the real estate market. Again, I'm not giving it advice there because that's not my expertise. Um, however, what I was personally interested in was finding a vehicle where I was never going to lose money. Cause my 401k did, I didn't want to um, pay fees on my accounts. I didn't want, I wanted my money to grow with compound interest and I wanted it to grow tax free. So I paid taxes on the money before it goes in my account and then it grows tax free. Set mm-hmm. up correctly. So is your retirement set up? free from taxes, fees, and what was the third one? Risk, risk. that's the second point, okay? Now, if you plug in $100,000 in an account that has risk, fees, and taxes, and one that doesn't, and let it sit for 10 years, it's gonna, like I said, it's gonna be a very different picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, that hey, so what's your third point? Yeah, totally makes sense. What's your third tip? My third point is, Um, The third secret to winning the money game is to create residual income, lifetime income, and generational wealth. Again, not people's typical focus when they're thinking about their own retirement necessarily. However, 95% of people upon retirement have a concern that they're going to run out of money. Mm -hmm. That's a huge chunk. So... I'm currently working with a client right now. She has several million dollars in asset. However, when we took a look, I said, okay, given your current spending, how long is that going to last you? And what's your, what is your strategy then when the money runs out? Because it will, given what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And is lifetime income important to you? And at first she said no. And then when we talked about it, she's like, you know what? Actually, it is because I don't want to have to worry. I'm, you know, I'm probably going to live longer than 10 years. So there are ways to set up your accounts to where you have a stream of lifetime income that will last you as long as you live. Mm -hmm. That is a big concern that people have. A next one is residual. I have a friend, Lisa, uh, lives in Arizona, and she currently is in a business um, that she has created residual income. So basically, she has time freedom. She's getting paid when she's not working. So for me, that was super important. I wanted to, um, as a, an educator, I was actually a principal for several years and I had no life. Basically, they owned my time and um, I had a cap on my income and I was like, I don't want to be sitting in this chair forever. Like, I want to figure out a way to get paid when I'm not working yeah. because I'm more interested in my freedom, definitely interested in making a difference, but I'm interested in my freedom and I'm not in the right chair for that. This is not the freedom chair. So, so figuring out a way to have residual income or, or perhaps several streams of income so that you have the opportunity to play and get paid while you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: the last one that as entrepreneurs, like a lot of the people here are soulpreneurs. I like to call them soulpreneurs S O U L or spiritual mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. Um, I think this is something that we do think about as residual income, is uh, different mm-hmm. streams of income. So that, you know, we have an online program that can mm-hmm. create, you know, income while I'm sleeping. And I have, you know, I do the one on one coaching where I actually have to be there. And then right. I maybe, you know, you know, sell this product and it brings another income here. Like I right. think that is part of us, like, I know that is part of my coaching, right? Is my, mm-hmm. with my clients is where, what are the different streams of income that you have coming in?
2: Right, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Also important to me, aside from residual, was willable. The current income that I'm generating um, through my business is actually willable. So when I pass along, my children will benefit from the work that I've done today as my agency continues to grow. So that is another component, if it's important, that will help then create generational wealth because my children will still be receiving it long after I'm gone.
1: So are you talking about some sort of plan that you can will to them? Like some it form? is.
2: It's actually the, the, the my business that I'm currently creating, have created, and I'm in the process of growing. The money that it generates is residual, meaning I'm not the one generating it. However, it's also willable. So mm-hmm. that income, when I pass along, I will will to my children. So it continues to grow as my agency continues to grow and my children will receive it.
1: Right. Right. So
2: residual and willable important to me and something to consider um, as well as like, to me, I, I want to leave a legacy. I'm not just interested in having a great life, which is important to me. Mm -hmm. I want to leave a legacy. And so one of the ways that I can do that is to create willable income. My yeah, account. and I
1: think for a lot of us, I think that legacy part of it is a huge part. Like, what does the legacy look like that we're leaving behind? And how is that supporting our children now, but also supporting our children in the future and our grandchildren? And yeah, I think that's a huge, a huge,
2: a huge part of us as as we get older to think about. Yes, absolutely. And then the last one, which also ties into that, is... Um, what happens to our family when we when we move on? Now we don't all have children, so there's not that. Some people are interested in donating to charities. However, um important is when we gra I call it graduate. When we graduate, what are we leaving behind in terms of legacy? So um for me, I actually have a, a good friend in Hawaii. She's in her late 70s right now, and her her husband um had cancer and Alzheimer's for four years. And unfortunately their whole retirement was eaten up by that. And, and he didn't have insurance. And so when he passed away, she had to go back to work full time and she's 78. So what are we leaving behind when we graduate? Like what type of gift are we giving our family so that they are not then financially struggling? Mm -hmm. Like when I was really young, my dad, my mom passed away and my dad didn't have an opportunity to take time off. So, so that is another piece. So um, the third aspect of winning the money game is having residual lifetime income um, and generational wealth that we can pass on. So those are my three tips.
1: Okay. So what is the tip for around that? What is the tip for around, Is just create it, make sure that you create it. Is that the tip? Well, there's, there's different ways
2: to do it. Like there are, there's lots of different solutions to that there um, for residual income. It could be like you said through different multiple streams of income. It could be through my current business is created. That's the structure of it that I have residual income. In fact, um, I worked really hard to obtain a level in my business where I had residual income. And in the past two years, I've had the opportunity to choose not to work and still my income has grown because of that residual income. Um, Lifetime income, if you have policies that are set up that way, they need to be set up a certain way to generate that lifetime income. So that has to be set up a specific way. And then the generational wealth, a great way to do that um, could be through insurance and passing on um, to the beneficiaries a legacy that way. So I'm not going to go into specific plans, but there are ways to address all of those through, um, through your retirement plan. Okay.
1: Okay. Super informative. So um, we don't have your gifts um, in the portal. So um, I'm going to drop your email address in here and people can email you asking you or putting in the comments. What do you want them to put in the subject line?
2: Actually, I have a free gift. So if you email me, then what I'll do is I'll I'll send you a list of questions for you to help address your own financial plan, and see if everything is covered to provide peace of mind for yourself. So if you email me, then I will send you that list. Okay, awesome.
1: Alrighty. So um, yeah, that was really informative about um, how to win at the money game. So what are some of your last words of wisdom, Maureen, for everybody?
2: Just, um, just to, to ask yourself the questions that we talked about, is my earning power protected? Um, do my plans cover, are they free from risk, from taxes and market volatility? And is that important to me? What's important to me? Is it important to me? And are my plans set up to have lifetime income, residual income and create generational wealth? And the last thing I would love to share is a quote by Norman Vincent Peale, and this is empty pockets never held anyone back. Only empty heads and empty hearts can do that. Mm, I love that. Can uh, you say that again? Yes, I can. This is the <laughs> so Let finally. everybody
1: let it sink in. For everybody. <laughs> that is so true. Empty pockets never held anybody back. But go ahead right. say it again.
2: That's exactly right. Empty pockets never held anyone back. Only empty heads and empty hearts can do that.
1: Mm, I love that. I love that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Maureen. That was really informative. Um, I think that gave us a lot to think about Mm -hmm. and to really dive into our own finances. Um, I know a lot of our listeners are in Canada, but we still got a lot. Thank
0: you for joining us for another amazing session on the Clarity Confidence Connection Summit. Be sure to mark your calendars to join us in Hawaii from November 2nd through the 5th for our premier in-person experience. If you have any questions or want to apply to be a speaker at one of our upcoming events, email our team at breakthrough at clarityconfidenceconnection.com.